Why do you keep saying it's okay when you have resentment? And what you allow to come in your mind controls your fucking heart. A man's word right now doesn't mean shit. Imagine if you just have that in your life. You have the truth and you have honor. That everything that comes out of your fucking mouth, you do it. That you do the shit that you said you're gonna do. Hello and welcome back to the Warrior Week podcast. I am Coach Max. This is our coach, Coach Sam. How are you doing today, Coach? Hey, how are you doing, man? Very good. Uh, today, Coach, I wanted to talk about the enemy of envy. Mm. Um, and it seems like it has a lot of components in there where, one, I'm envious of others. I'm also envious of what I don't have. And then also it also builds in like resentment that kind of gets laid inside there. Um, and really, really my question is, is again, you know, this is a huge fucking enemy that will actually not allow men to move forward because they get so stuck on the shiny object that's across the fucking way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do we address fucking envy? How do we, you know, how do we look at this? You know, I think we uh, we have to absolutely look at the the the, uh, the mechanical components of it. And if you break it down, the mechanical components of it, it originates from the engine itself. And the engine itself is our brain. And if you take the brain and the function of brain, the the... Uh, the only function of the brain is to compare. The brain is a machine of comparison. In fact, nothing exists without comparison for the brain, and the mind cannot survive without comparison. And so what feeds the mind is comparison, If and if that, that is what feeds the mind is comparison, then we are constantly comparing. And in that comparison, we have developed patterns and behaviors of uh, finding favor for some and uh, and uh, and with lack of the existence of the favor comes the desire to have uh that what we envy is a source of a lack um and so if uh if if by itself envy is overtaking most of our observation to our behaviors and even to our will and most of our thinking is because somewhere somehow there is massive lack of love that exists in us uh, and we can begin by the love of uh, you know the initial love that the, the first encounter with love that we receive which is from our parents um you know you and I have experienced that um, initially in the arms of, of mom and dad and in our fa- home and family. And then it evolves to our, uh, you know, uh, the larger family surrounding us, our neighborhood friends and how we're received at school with others. And, and, and this concept of even if you look at the concept of rejection, it is really an absence of love. Uh, and, and, and so that rejection continues to take place in our life to, as a child through uh, our, our teenage years and as an adult. And it becomes this thing that constantly hunt us. And so we become machines of comparison. And because we're machines of comparison um, and because 
uh, envy is part of the original sin. Uh, you know, th there was envy. There was there was a, a lack of not having. You know, I'm not going to eat from this this fruit of knowledge. Well, why should I not? And that desire that what initiated that desire, what brought envy into the heart of Adam in the, the first generation of man? I don't know. I don't think anybody has the answer of that. Not on a thing. In fact, I know nobody has the answer of that. It's one of the mysteries of God. But what we know for fact that ever since that, it has been passed on generation to generation. When a baby is born, a baby is born with envy in his heart. Yeah, already because he's lacking of something. And whether he knows it or not, he's lacking of sleep. He's lacking of food. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's lacking. He's Well, think about it. And, and, and even anger. Yeah. He's born in anger because a baby's only language is anger. <laughs> yeah, cries, gets upset. Yeah, it's fussy. It's burping. Yeah. Before morality kicks in, before he gets to an age where he can morally neutralize things, he is born with those things, lack and anger. In, in, you bring up a great point with specifically lack lacking of and in knowing now and seeing it inside of like a baby and now everybody's looking at their baby like oh fuck yeah you're right it is lacking but we lack our own ability to be aware of what we have as well correct so then inside there immediately we're always envious we have a lot and yet it's still not enough and that feeds back to what you're saying about the sin and the greed of it like you know you have a mother you have uh food from a mother and all this shit and yet it's still not enough as a baby and yeah. it just keeps growing well, when you're blind, you lack 100% because 100% of what you're not seeing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so we become blind in the process of, uh, you know, the, the lackness, if you want. It just blinds us. It blinds us to the things that we have. And uh, and so I know there's a lot of emphasis, especially nowadays in inside of the personal development space and uh, and the and the, the new slogan of the gurus, which is gratitude and self-love and be grateful, which, uh, you know, it, it, if you're grateful immediately, you're in power. It's an obvious thing. Right. But why does it have to be a an effort to be grateful? Why can it? Why can I not be as effortless as envy is? Envy is pretty effortless. Yeah. And we all have it. We all have it. And it doesn't require us to subscribe to some program. It doesn't require us to hire some guru, some coach, some life coach that can tell us to work on it. Like literally, it is effortless and automatic. Why don't we ask ourselves that question? How come being grateful is not automatic and effortless how come there's a consciousness effort required to be grateful and after that uh you know we've seen the fruit because i believe uh that's just a a, a uh, you know you have lack and the contrary of the position of lack is not gratefulness but is joy so uh, you often heard this that comparison is a thief of joy now it all makes sense right every time you're comparing which there is a presence of a lack you you conclude there is a lack and because of comparison now inside of that there is a feeling of feeling less or not having less you have just robbed away from the position of joy and we are great thieves of joy we are programmed to steal joy away and from time to time we are grateful and when we are for a moment of time we taste that and we go back in lacking 
Yeah, we'll take joy from somebody else. Someone else, <laughs> yeah. someone else is doing real well. Suddenly we'll shit in their cereal bowl yeah. and be like, oh, no, 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 that's too much. You're doing too much. You should be able to do that easier. That's you right. should be way more successful than when you are. Like we'll fucking take joy right away. And, and that's, I guess where you're right. This ability to be grateful is work. Well, what about the ability to understand your enviousness, if you will? If, yeah. You know, that's, that should be what it should be talked about is are you self-aware of your envy obviously not because everybody <laughs> thinks they're good yes and that's the point where we say bro you're not good i'm not good humanity is not good Th this is the big debate and everybody wants to say no there's a good in a person and we are good and good and good we, we should pose it focus on the past unless we come to the realization that there is nothing good in us without Christ, we are fucked to the loop of self-development and self-pampering and really self-talk and truly putting the self as the God that we have now created. And we obey to the self. The, the actual uh, working on the self becomes nothing but the self. And in that space, you can be vulnerable. And many are, many can be vulnerable and they, they can, they can, uh, uh, they can, they can be honest about their fuck ups. They can be truthful about the things that they've done and they could be absolutely honest, but they're absolutely not relevant because the only relevancy is that we are not good. We are not good today. We're not good tomorrow. We're not going to be, we're not good. The nature is not good. Why? Because we are born with envy. We are born with anger inside of us. And so what's the solution? What the solution is to find the good news. The solution is to find Christ that could actually take that that is not good and add to it. Uh, this by itself, it may seem that it's a very simple solution. Some may completely understand what this is. Many may know, may have no idea what this is, right? And, and, and I invite you to begin through an investigation to find an answer for that because the answer is not anywhere else in us. If it was, we would have found it by now. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when we had it, we lost it by eating that fucking the fruit. Like, yeah. I mean, even at that moment, we still needed, we still needed Christ to come into our heart and allow for that to come in. You know, the other side of that too, coach, you talked about specifically how we are angry, mm. angry all the time. And we're angry that again, it's almost like a time thing. We're angry about we're not where we should be, or we're angry that we didn't get the results that we should have wanted, or there's this lack of understanding of what we have and we're like you said we're blind to it which in turn creates this resentment and we tend to want to externally point it instead of internally see it mm -hmm. and and where where is the line you know obviously if i go and i start getting inside the word and i can actually see start to see it mm -hmm. but outside of that like what is the what is the initial ability to find it like how do, how do we see it in us uh i mean it, it's really to come to a conclusion that we are cursed, generationally cursed, and this idea of being good is, is, is an absolute horseshit idea. You come to that conclusion and you accept that you're not good. 
that there is evil inside of you, that Hitler might have killed, not might have, Hitler killed million people, but you and I have the ability to do the same thing in our head. Think about it, man. I can kill a million people in my head. My thoughts can actually do that. You can do that. Yeah. So if I, you and I can do that, that means we can go to that place that we are, that there is evil inside of us. And we can't, like, someone good cannot think that way at all, at all. And because you and I, because the good old grandma in the, in the, in the corner of the street, because she can also think the same thing, that defeats the argument of we are good. Helping others, helping ourselves, helping our children. These are good deeds. These are good things. These are good of character. But our nature remains the one that is infected by this idea that we can do fucking wrong that we can do wrong and we can be the wrongest of the wrong and if we still get this wrong then nothing is right the thing that we need to get right is the right idea that god is good and we are not if this is not gotten right everything else becomes wrong in a man's life his family, his 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 marriage, his the way he raised his children, the way he makes his business, everything is infected by this lie of self-belief that we are good as God. And some of it could be, hey man, we're good as God because we're creating the image of God. Well, that's not comprehending exactly what it means. You are not, we are not the exact image of God. We are created like the image of God. There is likelihood of his attributes inside of us. And then there is a rest, which is evil. <laughs> a lot of evil, a lot of evil. But it would be hard to recognize and realize that and to fucking tell yourself that that's, that's, that's a breaker. Because, I mean, if I have to admit that I'm fucking a bad person, that's already going to fuck me up. Well, it, your, your first thing is like, okay, man, I hear you. Okay, so that you're saying that you're saying that's your argument. My, my answer would be like, look, man, it's not my argument. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I'll be an asshole if I tell you that. It's it's what God says. So if you're gonna be mad at someone, be mad at God. I would agree with you if that would be an argument of mine. Then I'm imposing my ideas in you. I'm just I'm just saying what God is saying. You want to be mad? Take it to God. And that's the whole point. Yes. If you if you're like, okay, bro. So I want to I want to I want to know this. I want to know that you owe it to yourself to get into the Bible and to read Genesis 1 to 3 and find out the foundation of truth. One of the things that's going to slap you in your fucking face right out of the gate is that the world was made in six days, not in billions of years. And your mind, my mind, all of us was programmed in school with the theory of evolution, with the fact that, you know, uh, evolution is how we got here. And at the same time, motherfucker would go to a church and believe that evolution got here. You see the contradiction? You ain't, you ain't go to church, man. You ain't go nowhere because your mind was programmed. The foundation of the truth was broken. Because the foundation of the truth was broken, it doesn't matter what you added to it. Your foundation is wrong. Everything else is wrong. The church is wrong for you, man. Well, I've been a Christian 30 years. Well, if your foundation is cracked, then that 30 years is wrong. It is wrong. If you get this wrong, you get everything else wrong. There is a foundational truth about who we are and who God is, who we're supposed to be as a husband. What is a marriage? What is a family? What is evil? What is sin? What is good? All these are answered inside of Genesis 1 to 3, the foundation of truth. 
The fucking problem is you haven't picked it up to read it. Why? Because, look, you know, it's all false. It's all changed. Somebody else wrote that. It's brainwashing, blah, blah. All these nonsense that you keep repeating that has no source. Because somewhere, somehow, some asshole put that in your head. That's comparison. Comparison. comparison again, 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 from fucking the moment you, you get it, you compare it. Oh, six days. There's no way that a creator could make something in six days. So therefore, I have evolution. And, you know, maybe it's because of the timeline. There is no timeline on his timeline. So evolution makes sense when you think of it in God's timeline. And it, you'll go and it, the comparison. The fucking 100%, comparison. 100%. You're trying to manage the creator. And you were forgotten that, hey, man, you were made. <laughs> we were made. We can never comprehend the creator at all. And, and so as long as we have this battle of trying to manage the creator, then, then we're trying to manage something. We will never know what he knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll just, you're going to keep going back to the self. You're going to keep putting the self first. You're going to keep thinking, oh, I'm doing self-development instead of God development or getting closer to God in that sense. And that's the way I look at that is that, yeah, I do need to understand myself, but I got to put myself into God's word. And then I got to put God in the center because that's the other thing we do, right? We we make the comparison and next, you know, it's like God and us together. And then at some point you're like, oh, fuck it. He's got to sit there. I got to sit outside and miss That's right. And now we can start understanding the relationship. 100%. It's relative. Everything is relative to God said. That's it. If you look at a creator, a definition of a creator, it's, it's a person that creates something. And from that thing, he decides the rules and the condition. And if anybody breaks those rules and condition, the penalties around what he's created, he has all the rights to do that. You cannot say as the one that has been created, you do not have the right to do that or you are good or wrong by doing that because you cannot comprehend the mind of the creator. So you can sit here and say, well, if God was good, why did he create uh, 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 Hitler? Well, that's the thing that we cannot comprehend. And so as long as we want to intellectually feed our logic with some kind of limit that we have on that, then we'll lose. Then we'll lose. There has to be a surrendering to the sovereignty of the one that it created. If that that surrendering doesn't happen, if if you don't bow down to that, you will always have an intellectual problem that will not solve the following question. Where will you wake up one minute after you die? All your intellectual theory will not have an answer to that question. All you will have is a fucking assumption. Yeah, there was a there was a quote somewhere I read recently was in, it revolved around a great leader has the ability to surrender to God. Yeah, like and, and the ability to actually surrender to that and knowing, OK, hey, I'm going to give it over to it and then you can move forward. The other one, coach, that you brought up was the vulnerability. And I, I fucking hate that word. And <laughs> I really hate it because you even explained it too, like how people think they're vulnerable based off of the paper that they turned in. <laughs> so so you're vulnerable because I put all this shit that I've done in the past on a piece of paper and that's what you're gonna judge me on. But true vulnerability is taking that back to surrendering to God and like God knows it all. That's right. So I, and, and that's what I, like it fucking bothers me with the self-development world when it comes to vulnerability because you're only vulnerable to what you're willing to give. Right. So if you're truly vulnerable, you would actually have everything you fucking ever did wrong because we're bad people. And then you would turn that in and be willing to take that. Well, don't forget that vulnerability feeds human connection. 
Yeah. So, uh, so how is it that you and I connect together? You and I are going to connect with each other at the deepest level once you start sharing pains that you have. Mm -hmm. And because of this ability to feel empathy for you, which is, by the way, one of the things that we imitate about God, which is his love, caring for others, which is, by the way, one of the ability and capability that he's given to us to some extent as created like him in his image, not exactly like him. That's where the comprehension needs to come. That comprehension is a knowledge. There is a knowledge that needs to be gained before you even uh, start feeling uh, God. A lot of people say, oh, God told me, God says, this, this. do you know God? And there's a moment of silence. And there is this is massive description in our own imagination which is different from somebody else's imagination. And a different, if we have different description of, of God, then we're worshiping different God. And a man's character will reflect the God that he worships. You worship yourself, your character will reflect that. Yeah. You worship an unknown God, your character will reflect that. And it's not moral compass or being morally human that actually makes a difference. It doesn't. The, uh, the, 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 the rules of morality that we all obey one is nothing but us imitating the attributes of God. Even if you are a non-believer, you're doing that because to some extent, when he created you, he put those ability inside of you. Non-believer, believer. He put it inside of you, put it inside of you. I'm aware of it most of the time when I'm imitating them. You are not. It doesn't matter. You still are imitating. That's why you're a good human. That's why you do good because he is good. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> not because you will grow up in a nice family. Not because you will grow up in, in, in not because it's a, it, it, it just happens that, that you're a nice person. You're good because he is good. And so we're imitating those. And so inside of that, th this is what we need to look at, man. We need to look at the, the reality that when we are vulnerable, we are just imitating God's empathy for each other. You feel pain. I have empathy for you. And in that moment, <clears throat> I come closer to you so I can connect with you. <clears throat> well, just like anything else, this uh, can be exploited. Vulnerability fundamentally is a good thing, but it doesn't mean that it's morally neutral. People have exploited to take advantage of each other. Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. So now you can trust me. And in that trust, I can sell you some shit. I'm going to be honest on, on my video. So now you can trust me. And then you can buy my coaching. You can buy my program. You can buy. That is a huge thing right now out there. Because Tom and Dick and Harry are just copying from each other. Oh, that guy is really doing well. What is he doing? And this is exactly what I was telling you. There's a fucking problem when we start imitating other people's life. Yeah. Because now we're like the false teaching starts getting imitated. The guy comes in and watches that guy. Well, that's where he's very successful. How is he doing that? Oh, man, I really like that guy because he's very honest and he's he's vulnerable. I'm going to do the same thing. So I'm going to be vulnerable in order to get something from it. Vulnerability is where you have zero expectation to receive nothing from it. That's a moment of true vulnerability. And that you cannot find that today on the marketplace. It's distorted, diluted, and it's exploited. Yeah, and comes back to the whole enemy is that it is exploited through envy. One hundred percent. I'm able to tag you and grab you and pull you in, and then I tell you it's because I'm sharing this wholesome moment with you. But the reality of it is that I'm taking advantage of your envy of what I have. One hundred. The reality is, I like to fuck you in your ass. 
yes. And, and take advantage of that. 100%. And take all that you have in that. But for a man, for a man to be able to constantly fall into and chase the shiny object, because that's what happens, right? Like you're just taking advantage of the man who takes that chases the shiny object. How do we break that fucking cycle? Yeah, well, it's constant. Uh, the, what we call the word repentance, yeah. what may, many yeah. may not like or define a churchy, but it's what I call here a self-examination, looking into the, the 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 desires that we have inside of us that are constantly hungry for what is being offered on the outside. You know, greed, temptation, you name it. There is there is so many desires that we have inside, and we are customers of what's being offered every day outside. And there is this process of self-examination. There is this process of asking ourselves a question, asking ourselves a question about our desires, our envies, or 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 the things that we're lacking. Why why do I why do I feel that I'm lacking that? There's that self-examination that needs to take place, which is truly a, a, a moment, a period of our life preferably first thing in the morning as we begin to deny ourselves. This idea of denying ourselves is not, doesn't mean you don't take a fucking shower. Doesn't mean you don't brush your teeth. Doesn't mean that you start eating a fucking extra large pizza with two buckets of ice cream and you start playing, you know, uh, call of duty and you pick your favorite name, which is, you know, homeless Dorito that like, by the way, if you find homeless Dorito on uh, call of duty, that's me. And, and you know, we can, we can talk about that. The record is high, but uh, <laughs> the good old days, but, but, <laughs> It doesn't mean that denying the self is really denying the, the, this request of the desires of the self today, because this we have many desires. There is a menu of desires inside us and the marketplace, which is the world, the system we're in and the so-called salesman of the world, starting by the devil himself and all the fucking demonic forces, or if you want all the other people that are somehow somewhere influenced by the system or out there providing a offering to this need that we have there. We have a menu of lack. <laughs> we have a menu of lack and these desires are offered in the system that we were born into the world. And they're amplified by these salesmen going around and constantly bombarding, feeding that we are going to be vulnerable to it. We are going to buy some of that shit. We are going to feed some of the desires that we have. That's the nature of you, what we are. We are customers of the shit that is being sold that is no good out there. That's why I mean that we're not good. We are not good because we're buying that shit. We're buyers for it. This idea of self-denying and self-examination, self-restoration, it's truly an opportunity to buy less. That's all. I'll buy less today. I'll buy, I know I'll buy some, just I can't help it, but I buy less and I buy less and I buy less. And by the time I die, I have bought less of this world. I've denied more of the self than if I wouldn't. And that's the difference. It doesn't mean that I leave this place without any purchases. People think that, oh, you come to Christ and you're no longer like sin. You will constantly be in the presence of sin. But the penalty and the power of sin over you is gone when you truly come to Christ. That's a transaction that takes place. And the fruits of that transaction is that you are sanctified over time, not by your own fucking effort, but by that holy thing that exists inside of you that says, buy less today. 
Well, then, and then you're fucked because then now you know what the marketplace is offering you. Oh, yeah. And now you're fucked because you know you're going to buy it because you are a human and you do sin and yet you're fighting it. And now you're being more and more and more aware of it, which in turn is why the fucking church doesn't really talk about this kind of shit. They say the Christian life is hard. Motherfucker, it's impossible. The Christian life is impossible. That's what we need to come up with. The Christian life is impossible because it's impossible to be good. You are going to buy some shit. Yes. And the more you recognize that you're buying shit, the more you buy less. Well, less before you didn't know you were a buyer. You're just buying all this shit. Then one day you realize, oh, fuck, this shit is no good. I, I, and then you recognize, oh, man, I'm a buyer. Now that you know you're a buyer, then it's like, ah. Oh. But then if you rely on your own effort to control discipline, you'll fail. You'll buy more than ever. You'll fuck it up. But at the same time, when you believe that Holy Spirit inside of you, the, the God himself will help you. It is with the help of God that you'll buy less, not with the help of self-development. Well, and being able to be recognize that as one, right? And then also calling yourself on it and being like, hey, man, no more buying is going to be crucial. Whereas other religions are like, hey, it, it or not others, but other Christians will be like, hey, it doesn't fucking matter you can just go ahead and, and sanctify yourself. 100%. You can, you, you can buy all this shit, come in tomorrow, and you'll be fine. 100%. You'll be, fi- you'll be fine. What? Like, any religion that says, do this and you'll get that is a false religion. Yeah, 100%. I, I, there's no argument there from me um, when it comes to that. Uh, today, Coach, one of the biggest things that I want I want the viewers and the listeners to take away is this recognizing and understanding and the willingness to make the enemy the envy. When you see the envy and you feel the envy, go inside of the word, go fight it, understand what's on the menu, understand what's pulling you and recognize that today and just make note of it. Just fucking make note of it. Yeah, man, it's a great advice. Every time you feel envy, every time, and you will feel it. You'll feel it right after. You may feel it right now at this fucking podcast. It's like, fuck, man, I envy these motherfuckers because they can swear and I can't swear in my house because if I swear in my house, then my wife is going to hate me. Well, maybe you hate us for doing that, but in reality, there's a battle that needs to go out at your home. There's a battle. Get in the boxing ring, man. Get in the boxing ring with envy. Fight that shit. Ask questions. That's how you win. You ask questions. Why do I feel this way? Why am I envying this? Being vulnerable is asking yourself the the tough question and standing in the ring and going in the battle with the answer and not denying the battle, not saying, oh, well, you know, I'm a boxer, but I never want to step in the ring. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a fan, but I'm a boxer. No, you're not, man. If you're, you know, 400 fucking pound fat motherfucker sitting on his couch and telling the boxer what to do, then then if that's you, then you're really not a boxer. Have you become that guy? That shit, fuck. I, I used to get that a lot, coach, with the uh, weightlifters. People <laughs> people would come to me and say, hey, I'm a weightlifter. I'd be like, all right, great. How, when was the last time you competed? And they said, I haven't. I'm like, oh, fuck. You're definitely not a weightlifter. Then you haven't competed. You're not. You're just lifting weights. I mean, at that point. Yeah. yeah. And, you're, and you're not even willing to go in there and seeing what it's like. Um, so if this resonated with you, uh, follow us on Warrior Week dot com or warriorweeknow.com uh also too if this if this application or if this mindset kind of is interesting to you and you're looking into you know what are we doing here check us out at warriorweek.com as well as follow us on ig facebook and subscribe to us on youtube coach thank you thank you thank you 
Quit on your wife, quit on your kids, quit on your desires. It's okay to be okay. Manually putting the fucking blindfold on yourself. Tonight, you're gonna find out what power is.